welcome everyone. My name is Bojam and welcome to the season 2 episode of We Are The Boys podcast. Today we are talking about depression and we have a skilled person who's going to take us through um, everything we need to know about depression. Now, um, upon some research, we realized that depressive disorders have increased by 37.5% between 1990 and 2010. Now, depression has been studied extensively in high-income countries, but unfortunately not as much in um, low countries or third-world countries, especially those here in Africa. Now, today we have a special guest joining us from Uganda, and her name is Naisubi Juanita Mbappe. And welcome, Juanita. Thank you so much. Uh, my yeah. name is Naisubi Juanita Mbayo. Okay. Yes. All right. Um, Can you tell us a bit about yourself and what you do? Okay. Um, I'm a youth. I can say I'm a youth. Uh, a passionate youth about mental health. I'm a community psychologist by profession from Makere University in Uganda, Kampala. Okay. Um, basically, um, I do I do so much of community work. Um, I run I do mental health programs um, as a side hustle, I should say, because it's passion. So I look mm-hmm. out for people that are depressed, um, people that are sad and try to see that I can help them because I personally, I wouldn't want to see someone suffering when I have got, um, I, I know how you can go through a certain situation. So I come out to like provide some knowledge. Um, I do this mainly on my Twitter account. Um, that is okay. Joey, the psychologist. Okay. I run it myself. Then I also, um, I run another page um, called speak out under an organization called Inspire Youth for Development. So we've come out with, uh, actually we are running an online social media campaign called Mental Health. We come out to speak about different mental health disorders and we are trying to reach out to people so that they can come to us and talk to us. You know, most people wouldn't want to talk about their issues with someone they know. So they prefer to talk about it with uh, an anonymous person how, how like I'll be there so stressed and then just come to your inbox and tell you, you know what, this and this is happening, what, what, because I do not want anyone to judge me. So I'll find myself speaking to a stranger. And so we decided to create a, a platform. It's called Speak Out with a U at the end. It's a website. You can check it out whereby you have options. You can either talk to someone via mail. You can either talk to someone via chat in that there are different counselors or professionals out there that are waiting on to that person to come in and then they work on them. So basically that's what I do as a person. I see. Um, if I may ask, you mentioned that this is a passion of yours. What um, yes. fueled or inspired this passion? Um, are you a survivor of depression yourself or um, what caused you to be so um, passionate about this cause? Okay, passionate about this cause, we are all affected. We are one, one time or in anything that we do, sometimes we are always affected by 
a certain situation. Me, as I've grown up, um, I haven't been like, you know, having, you know, like um, role models to look after or like, you know, someone to yeah. push you to do something. I've been pushing myself to do it because um, I've come to understand. I've come to understand that there are different situations. We are forced to do certain things because of diff- certain situations. You are forced to maybe drop out of school because someone said you cannot make it in life. So you find yourself dropping out of school. Actually, in my in my primary levels and secondary, um, I was challenged with so many um, factors in that I there is a time whereby I, I, I almost dropped out of school because of family issues. So when I sat down and I was like, no, this cannot be me. I cannot just drop out like this easily. I need to challenge myself to something better. I, I kept on pushing and pushing and pushing. And then how I came to do psychology, it inspired through a certain movie. I don't know. But all I remember is that um, this there was a client. Um, he had issues. He, he was heartbroken. So he kept on going to a psychologist. And then they would just like, you know, sit down and talk. Like maybe for one hour or two or even 30 minutes. And that fascinated me. Like I was like, wow, such a kind of job is out there. And people are not even, you know, thinking about it. So when I reached campus and yes, I had this chance of doing psychology I put psychology everywhere in that by the time the university was to give me a course to do they gave me psychology and I was so happy for it because literally what you were studying is day-to-day things that are happening so that fascinated me and up to now I always challenge myself and tell myself that if I'm to do a job I'm going to do a job in line with my education because now like here in Uganda you find that someone studied engineering, but you find them doing social work. You find someone doing something else and they're doing some kind of other job. But me, I'm pushing it in that I want to really do, to be a psychologist, not a psychologist just by paper, but when I'm somewhere else in another field. Yeah. All right. Well, let's dive right into the main issue. Um, can you give us a brief, a brief background on what depression actually is? Okay, so um, many people think depression is something easy. However, depression is a constant feeling of sadness and loss of interest, which stops you from doing our normal activities. Um, for if, if in most cases, if you want like to evaluate yourself and maybe find ask yourself, am I really depressed? We usually take you back to like two weeks back and ask you, um, have you lost interest in something? Because okay. de- depression ranges in types, different types. Um, we have minor, we have severe, and all these results come from different, you know, stressful events. Yeah. Okay. Um, what, um, can you give us some of the differences between the minor depression and the major depressions? The characteristics, okay. please. Okay, like minor depression. Minor depression, uh, you you feel it like, you know, you find yourself like after two weeks back, you've lost interest in doing your hobbies. Um, you find yourself maybe sometimes having sleepless nights. Minor ones, it, something, it just happens. It will happen, 
and then you'll be, you easily get over it. However, severe depression is whereby you find someone going into a state of a maniac, um, we have maniac depression whereby someone will just become a nuisance in that they will maybe say, this person has gone mad. They, someone can just out of the blue become numb in a situation you ask them what is the problem and they will just keep quiet. They will not be able to talk or they will just you know, remain doing one constant thing over and over and over again. Okay. And if we may know, what are some of the myths or misconceptions that surround depression in our parts of the world? Okay. So um, some of the myths um, out there is some people think that depression is not really an illness mm-hmm. in that many people mistakenly believe that depression is a mere sadness or even a weakness of character. But in actual sense, it's a complex mental health disorder and it has social, physical, biological origins and it can be treated in a variety of ways if you come out and seek for help. Um, others believe that antidepressants always cure depression. So you will find yourself, you know, depending on antidepressants, antidepressants, every time you feel like, you know, you're in a low mood, you look out for a drug. But in actual sense, these drugs sometimes... Um, when they are too much into the body, you'll find when the body is now used to the drug and then at the end of the day, it will not be helping you. So you will be damaging yourself instead of helping yourself. Then um, others think that you can easily snap out of it. In reality, depression isn't a sign of self-pity, weakness or laziness. It is a medical condition in which your brain chemistry, um, your function and the structure are negatively affected by the environmental or the biological factors, depending on the kind of stress you're having. Then others think, say that um, depression happens because of sad situations. Someone can actually get depression when they are happy. You get so it is not necessarily that it is just based on what um, on sad situation. Yeah, I think those are some of the myths that we can we have that people out there think that, you know, are, are yeah. really true. Then they also, um, the fact of genetic factors. Um, okay, yes, genetic factors are there, but we can try to avoid them. We can try to avoid them in that you can, someone may say, my family has been, my father drinks, my mother drinks, so why shouldn't I also drink? So you will, mm-hmm. you will say that, you know, it is genetically that all the way from the other generations, people have been drinking, they have been drug addicts. So, but yet it is not. Yeah. All right. Now, we know depression is diagnosed clinically because it's a mental disorder. Yeah. And you um, made mentions of some examples of maybe losing interest in hobbies, um, mm-hmm. a few weeks prior or something. But what are some of the other signs that we can look out, like other s- symptoms of depression that we can look out for? Okay, some other symptoms we can have, like um, someone feeling tired almost like every hour and then you tell them do this, no. Um, trouble concentrating in that. You may be talking to the person and then you realize you know they are not even minding about what you're saying unhappiness if they're always sad they're not happy about anything about life 
you they'll be like life is meaningless you know things like that others are easily irritable in that something small like this they will maybe chop off wires um you know they have got mood swings um then they sometimes people have sleep issues others will sleep too much or others will totally lose their sleep um then others have suicidal tendencies or suicidal thoughts and they always think about death and if you're not aware of it sometimes some people end up killing themselves at the end of that day others feel guilt um because you find that you know they will, they will cling on to some a situation and be like how oh, i wish it never happened how oh, i wish it never happened how oh, i wish i never did like this so that guilt if it amounts they find themselves when they cannot you know control it and sometimes end up killing themselves or doing something else that can cause danger to their lives okay um if i um may ask which group of people are more likely to be depressed and why okay um to to my to my observation i think that um youth youth and then um women are likely to be depressed prison being um youth are going through um number one biological changes he or she may be now going into puberty for example a girl child she'll be turned she'll be now going into puberty so she will think of oh my god my breasts are becoming big uh she was going to have period and she'll be like oh my god i'm losing blood what is this and in case someone is not educated about it they find themselves easily prone to depression for women um they they are also like prone to depression because women love more i should say um they have this in their heart that i have to do work like go for my job and do it do it to the best um i have to take care of the home i have to nurture my children to something that i really want so they find themselves when they are overwhelmed with so many things to do and then they find themselves sometimes getting into depression which is not good okay um and how prevalent um is depression in our various countries as in Uganda and Ghana how prevalent do you think depression is okay in Uganda the prevalence of depression in Uganda is ranked among um, actually Uganda is ranked among the top 6 countries in Africa the threats to okay. depression yeah um that is 46% wow this is research this was sorry it is 4.6% this was <laughs> researched by miller in 2020 mhm it was it was done by miller in 2020 in that 4.6% of ugandans um prone to depression and then they say that um 5.1 of them are females sorry 4.6 are what are prone to depression then 2.9 live with anxiety disorders that was who in 2017 then about 5.1% of the females and 3.6% of the males are affected with depression like if you to add Ghana and Uganda at once Okay and you said this was taking around 2020. Yes. 
So this was around the time of COVID, um, when COVID was really, really prevalent. So do you think um, COVID has really increased the rates of depression in our countries? Actually, I, I, I support that. Reason being, when COVID came in, um, take an example in Uganda, we had the first wave, whereby we had a complete total lockdown. People stayed at home for um, months and months. People had um, businesses running. Shops were closed, schools were closed, Inter students took almost a whole year at home. So you can imagine someone reached a point whereby they lost hope. Those yeah. that were graduating, they reached a point because as you're studying, take an example of students, when they are studying, you have this that by the age of 24, I want to be when I'm done with campus. So you find yourself, you're reaching 24 and you've not yet graduated. So you feel like your goals have been, have been interfered with. You feel like you're lagging behind. Um, yeah. COVID brought a lot of fear. A lot of fear. And through this fear, because right now we are in the second wave and it is people are really dying. So you find yeah. yourself fearing even your close neighbor because you do not know if they are fine or not. You are so sensitive about each and everything happening in that everyone is, is at, I don't know, everyone is fearing, everyone is worrying. You hear people dying each and every day and then you can't even go to bury them. So you find yourself depressed, regretting why, what did we do to God? that we are suffering like this, that we are having a disease that is taking over each and every one. It doesn't know if you're educated or if you're not educated. It doesn't know if you're rich or you're poor. You get it? So yeah. I think depression has really led to, to depression because people have lost jobs. You reach a place. Um, take an example, people have been working like, you know, full time, but now you have to work because here, me at my workplace, I go at work at eight and then by 2 p.m. you're leaving. Sometimes you're not yet done with whatever you're doing and your bosses want you know, to see the results. So if you're not someone who is fast, you find yourself flagging behind and it will be a, a bad sign. Transportation has been you know, cut. So people have to walk. Sometimes people stay far. So if you really stay far from your workplace, you are at risk because if they do not pick you up, then you're going to lose your job. And when you lose your job, you know the consequences. Uh, okay. Yeah. So um, speaking of losing loved ones and losing jobs and um, things not being the way they once were, it can really make one sad. You know, yes. it, it, it brings about a whole process of emotions. So how do we distinguish um, sadness from depression, how do we know that, okay, this person is just sad or he's just going through a few things, but um, it's not actually depression. And how do we tell that this is um, mentally, it's a mental issue instead of just an emotional issue? How do we differentiate the two? Okay, so sadness, sadness, in actual so sadness is a normal reaction to loss or disappointment or problems or a difficult situation whereby any human being, can feel can feel at a certain point in time that you know what I'm feeling sad, they can really go down. Um, 
it can maybe it can be painful and can also um, lead to emotional upset however sadness is not temporary so it's at one time fades away you know you get like if you lose a loved one or if like maybe you lose a job you feel sad at that point and yes mm-hmm. it will take some time but then afterwards it will go away and then life will move on however depression is a long term mental illness whereby it impairs on the social occupational and other important areas of the functioning in that depression you find yourself sometimes when you even need to go for treatment you will need to take some drugs in order for the mood to come back to normal no think like that you maybe find yourself that you have to cling on to something in order for you to you know to get back your mood that's how depression is but however if i'm sad i'll be sad for a short time and then later on i'll gain back my you know my normal mood and just be happy and do my things the one supposed to do them and yeah life will move on um earlier um you made a mention of sometimes one can be happy and still mm. go through depression um which yeah. sounds it makes sense but it does sound a bit strange um can you help us yeah. with some of the triggers of depression oh. so, um, okay. certain things that trigger yeah okay some of the triggers um depression can be triggered by a variety of life events as okay. i told you that even positive events having yeah. an awareness of the triggers allows people to be a mindful and seek treatment when needed so um for example grief and loss grief okay. um in that if if i lose a loved one yes we shall mourn we shall mm-hmm. have that bereavement however prolonged grief can result into what into depression in that this person will keep on missing the other person or having and there is going to be a, a state of loneliness in someone's life and then like you know it will yeah. lead to depression you get then um we have rejection the fear of rejection rejection is something that is so big in one's life in that if someone is rejected if for example you write your proposal and you think yes this is going to be a hit but then you, you you in that you put in extra time extra detail you know extra effort in each and every detail of your proposal and then you take it and then someone just you know tells you this is rubbish it's being rejected there is a way you feel low and if you do not have anyone to like you know comfort you and tell you no this person was didn't know what they were talking about this no let's go back and look through it you get you find yourself that you're going to get depressed because you're going to ask yourself what did i do wrong if you do not have answers to those questions then you're going to find yourself into a state of depression and then um stress stress itself will also lead you to depression because if you're having for example like work stress or um relationship stress and you're not finding a solution to it in most cases if you do not find a solution to something if you do not solve out something you're going to find yourself depressed and sometimes you even find yourself having anxieties out of the blue which is not a good thing then um illnesses um take an example in mm, it is say that 
most people that are HIV positive are prone to depression. Reason being, this is a lifelong illness that has no cure. You have to you depend yeah. on medication. So um, if your time for medication reaches, you are going to be remembered that, oh, I am positive. You get So you find yourself that you're going to live into that depression. And if you do not talk about it or if you do not live a free life, a positive living life, you're going to find yourself prone to depression. And sometimes it might even worsen at the end of the day. Then... Um, insomnia or like lack of sleep can also increase the risk of developing depression by four times. Is that okay. you might have like, you know, okay, yes, you might be depressed, but the more you keep like, you know, awake, remember your brains are now active, they are working. Mm-hmm. You're going to be thinking about the same thing over and over and over again. So you're going to find yourself getting depressed. Then there is also the issue of prolonged grief, as I told you earlier before, you keep asking yourself, what happened? Where did I go wrong? Why did this happen like this? Why did it have to happen to me? So um, when you get caught up in self-pity and you know, keep asking yourself questions without answers, you're going to find yourself in a state of depression. Then um, money issues, remember, Right now, you cannot, most of the things need money to get. So you're going to find yourself that when you do not have money, when your income is low, you have to pay rent, you have children to take care of, you have to take care of yourself. You're going to find yourself when you're depressed because you do not know where the money is going to come from. Are we together? Then um, we have life transitions. Life transitions, for example, if someone, um, take an example like a girl, who is going into her puberty, she is going to get depressed. She's going to get stressed because it is a new thing to her. And in most cases, if someone is not educated about the transition, if they are not prepared about the transition, they'll find themselves um, confused. They'll find themselves stressed over it. Sometimes people become anxious. They do not know what is going to happen next from this. So you find yourself having stress and depression at the end of the day. I see. Um, can we talk about postpartum? Then there is also substance. Okay. Okay. Uh, Continue. Uh, talking about substance use, um, some okay. people think that when I take my alcohol, I'm going to be fine at the end of the day. However, what you're forgetting is that a problem is not going to leave you. If you have a problem and you do not solve it there and then, and you think that when I take my alcohol, I'm going to be fine and I'm going to get high and everything is going to be okay. The situation is going to remain the same in that you are just going to worsen your problem because after getting high and yes, in the morning or the following day, you're going, the problem is going to be there waiting for you and it is, you're going to have to face it again. So the more you keep on prolonging something without finding a situation to it sometimes, it can also lead to depression. Okay. Um, I was asking about postpartum depression. Um, okay. I think this is what happens when after a woman gives birth and um, she doesn't yes. feel the same she used to. And yeah, can you give us... Um, 
a little bit about that and the medical interventions available for that. Okay, so uh, postpartum depression, this happens, it occurs like after childbirth. So okay. um, hormones, um, the estrogen and prostrogen may contribute to this in that sometimes there can be many in that you are small. Let, let me take an example like I was a model with, with my, you know, nice figure and all those things. Now I'm going to give birth and then I'm going to find myself um, growing big. So I'm going to find myself, if like modeling was like my career, I'm going to find myself um, losing it because now my figure is not going to be fit for what it was supposed to be, what I used to do those other days. So I'm going to find myself stressed, trying to figure out ways on how to go about it here and there. So you find yourself getting into a depressive mode. So um, the medical interventions, we have therapy. Therapy, that is to say like support groups, um, client-based therapy. Um, we have psychosocial education in that we come out and educate you about, you know, that the certain changes that may occur. Um, these yes. support groups are mainly for like the survivors. So they will come out to share their experiences and talk about them. Someone will come and tell you, me, this is how I did this in order to get out of this. You get then we also like teach you about um, lifestyle, lifestyle, how to go about with your lifestyle. We encourage, in most cases, we encourage relaxation techniques, maybe to meditate about, you know, your life. And yeah, see, if this, if this is here, then what else do I have to do? Because it is not the end of that life. You know what? It's not the end of your life or it's not the end of your career. Then there is also... Um, there are also drugs that they can give you. A psychiatrist can do that better. Okay. Okay. That's nice. Um, now let's talk about let's bring the conversation back to the youth. Right. Mm. So um how can students diagnosed with depression cope with their academics? Okay. So students who are diagnosed with um depression in most cases. Um, we encourage them like to talk to someone. Okay. Yeah, I mean, most cases maybe like a counselor at school or anyone that you feel like you're comfortable with knowing about your situation. Um, we encourage them to socialize. Then we encourage them to um, have boundaries, like set boundaries in life. Is that okay. if you know that if someone goes beyond this boundary, it might trigger my depression, which I do not want to happen. So you create friendship, but with boundaries. Um, okay. We encourage them to 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 um, uh, to adapt to a stress man a stress managing technique, management technique. In that, if you feel stressed, try to relax yourself down, calm yourself down. You know, tell yourself, "I can do it. I can do it." You know. Until you find yeah. yourself that, yes, I'm in this state now. I can come out and face it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, now, how do we manage or handle depression when someone we are in a relationship with is diagnosed? If I'm dating someone or I'm married to someone and they're diagnosed with depression, how do I handle it or help them go through it? 
Okay, so there, um, we encourage this other party to, like, I would like maybe be a good listener to this person. Okay. Don't don't easily judge them. Listen to whatever they have to tell you. Then corner the relationship that okay, yes, this is my partner, and yes, I'm here to be with you because in most cases these people want someone there, someone to help them. Then I also like you know, practice self care. In that you know that when I say this and this, it might hurt this person. So I need to regulate on the kind of words I have to say, and then you also don't have to take everything personal, because you do not know what the other party is thinking about. Then also educate yourself about depression. Educate yourself about that state. Um, if it is like this, what do I have to do? If I see this. This this kind of sign is it really depression or it is just sadness? So that in case something happens, you're not caught off guard. Okay. Um. Still on this question about um dealing when your partner has depression. Um. Do these um people with depression tend to lash out at their partner? Um. You're saying sometimes be a good listener, but sometimes. Mm-hmm. From what I've been, um, from from what I've learned is that they shut these people out. So how do you go about that when you want to help the person, but the person doesn't want to be helped, or the person wants to be left alone? Do you just leave them alone, or how do you go about it? Mm, first and foremost, like you have to respect it. You have to respect what this person wants. Eh? And then, um, in most cases, if you say "I'm sorry," "sorry," "sorry," might be just a simple word. But then it can it, it carries a lot of meaning. If you say I am sorry from the bottom of your heart, not just I am sorry, just to make sure that you know you stop the argument or you just please the person. Because right now these people are kind of sensitive. Someone who is depressed will be someone who is sensitive towards whatever you do or towards whatever you say. But when you say I have done this and this, and maybe if they tell you, you know, leave me alone, and you just be like, you know what, I am sorry, and then you leave them. They will sit down and just be like, okay, he or she said sorry to me. So which means that they care about me. Then, yeah, yeah. so you just have to be ready to hear whatever they can. They have to say. You can maybe ask them, like, what can I do to hope today? Um, you are not alone. I may not understand what exactly is happening, but you are not alone in this situation. Like you give them some assurance, eh? lifetime assurance. You tell them you're important to me because it's your partner. You can tell them, you know what, you're important to me. You acknowledge that, acknowledge, tell them that, you know what, I acknowledge that depression and the symptoms can be, can be really, you know, hard, but I can feel your pain. I can see you're trying to go through it. You get you show them that you know what, whatever they're going through, it is not all effortless. Things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um now let's say someone has depression. What are some mm-hmm. of the lifestyle changes that they can do to um life- make it? Okay, the lifestyle changes they can do. Um sometimes you're encouraged to meditate. Um, to just sit down and think about your life and see, um, okay, if if my life is stopping here, what have I done in the past? Is it really worth it? Should I continue with what I've been doing or should I just leave it like that? 
and then you also meditate upon your future and you know be like okay if i'm here what what will i have done by this time you know things like that meditation um we encourage the person to socialize go out hang out with different people because the, when you go out you're going to experience different cultures um different um habits you're going to adopt different habits if maybe like you go out maybe at a hangout place like a park you're going to see people moving around you're going to see children running around you're going to see different things and these things are going to put a smile on your face and you're going to find yourself sometimes forgetting that you're depressed okay then we also encourage them like to to sleep enough get enough sleep then speak about it if someone comes and wrongs you okay yes you will get annoyed at, at first but later on maybe when you're calm you can come and tell this person you know what um you said this and this and it didn't really you know it wasn't really good to my side it didn't really make me feel happy about it and then if this person is understanding they will be able to change they will maybe tell you i am sorry you know things like that and we also encourage you to adopt a lifestyle um to adopt to stress management techniques in that you do not just come and lash out if someone has you know finger pointed at you something that is wrong you come yourself down and be like you know what it is not right it is not right it is not true but then later on you tell this person that whatever you said wasn't right and then maybe you tell them the truth in case they accused you of something that you didn't do all right um nice to be it was very very nice um having this discussion with you and yeah we have your social media details so we'll put them out also in case anyone has depression or someone might need someone to talk to Okay, so then, we appreciate you. you for taking time out of your day to talk to us. Yeah, the pleasure is mine. Thank you so much for providing me with this platform. Um, so happy and so blessed. I feel that whatever we have talked about here, if someone listens to it, I pray that it changes their life. They try to, you know, to measure up and, you know, see if they are depressed or not and if they need someone to talk to I'll always be there for anyone because we are all people and life we are just moving through this world we do not know where we are going so at the end of the day we need each other I I, I agree completely yeah all right all right thank you so much and have a nice day Thank you so much. Have a nice day too. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Wild TV podcast. Of course, the conversation does not end here. Do connect with us via our social media platforms. We are at Wattvoc on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find us on Facebook as We Are The Voice and on YouTube as Wattvoc Productions. For more, do visit our website www.wearethevoiceinternational.org. The Watt TV, amplifying powerful voices for change.